this conference does not promise you a house. It does not promise you a shoe. It doesn't promise you money. But it promises you something that gets you closer to God. And I'm praying and trusting God that all of us here, all of us here will make ourselves available. I know you work. I also work. But create time and then come. But before I continue to preach or I begin to preach properly, I want you to go on Facebook and we want to share the gospel there. Go on our page, ICGC-Karis-Temple. Copy the link. Don't just share, but copy the link and drop it in all the groups you are in, the concern groups and all the groups. The, the, the campus... Help me with that feedback. The campus groups, your work group, your professional group, drop it there before I start preaching. Amen. It's a way to share the gospel. After many days, some of them go and now they go and listen to it. It's a blessing. The last time somebody sent me a message from a company, he said somebody dropped the link on that group and he was blessed. I was preaching about the love of God. It was a Tuesday service. Hallelujah. Now I'm ready to preach and I pray that your heart will, will concentrate. And when we enter into prayer, you will pray from your heart and encounter God. Amen. Close your eyes and lift up your right hand to God. Oh Jesus, and talk to God. Just speak to God. I think sometimes you are so far, you feel so far. You feel there's too many crowd around you. You just want to connect with God in the quietness of your heart, wherever you are. You want to speak to God, the Lord, locate me today. I need you every hour and especially this hour. In the Lakata Bahas. In the Lakatebeka Shada Baha. In the name of Jesus. Father, speak through me to your people. Let your word come to us in power and in might. In Jesus' name. Amen. I preach on the subject, we need revival. We need revival. I don't know how the message in 15 minutes will sound to you, but I want you to open up your heart and open your conscience to the word. Everybody needs revival in this very hour. The church needs revival. The body of Christ needs revival. Every believer under the sound of my voice is in need of revival. When we say revival, we are talking about five things. Revival is the act of reviving. Revival is a state of being revived. Revival is a restoration to life. 
Revival is a restoration to vigor. Revival is a restoration to use. So it means that it is a transition from death to life. From inactivity to activity. From redundancy to active use. From coldness to heat. And all of us here need a touch of God somewhere, somehow. But most of times when we are asking for a touch from God, at the back of our mind is a physical miracle. So when somebody says, I'm going to church for a touch of God, he or she is actually saying, I'm going to church for a miracle. Or I'm going to church for a breakthrough. He's not talking about the touch of the spirit that will renew his commitment and his intimacy with God. And this is the reason I'm preaching this message that some way, somehow, though you are still in relationship with God and with Jesus, we are very far away from God. Sometimes not our fault. Sometimes our fault. Because he said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So for that scripture, you will see that it is not the fault of the many. But because the environment the many finds themselves in becomes so infested with sin, ungodliness, iniquity, carnality, mundanity, slowly and gradually, the sacredness of God and the spiritual path that God has given to us becomes nonsense to us. And you see, the COVID season, the lockdown, lockdown can be a satanic weapon. And it can be a blessing at the same time. Because in the lockdown, the brethren could not meet in bodily form. That is why it is dangerous for you to be addicted to internet church. Because whilst we were on lockdown, you were still on church online. But it could not sustain your falling. And most of us will attest that it was during the lockdown that you rather got closer to the devil. It was during the lockdown that your passion for the Lord went off. It was during the lockdown that you lost something that put agency in your love for God. But in flaming altars, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when you are driving to church, when you are walking to church, when you are holding your bag and entering the church, let it be your heart desire that, Lord, one more touch, one more touch to revive me, one more touch to renew me, one more touch to restore my love, one more touch, one more touch. There are times that God just comes through to touch you and gives you your miracle. There are times he just comes and gives you a breakthrough and God can give you a car. But can I tell you something? You don't really need God to buy a car. You don't need Jesus to build a house. 
You don't need Jesus to acquire visa to go to U.S. Am I speaking to you? They are um, visa dealers. They are uh, travel and tour deals. They are people who have built mansions who don't have Jesus. So if all that you are following God for is to become rich, I beg you, you are wasting your time. There is a quicker way. Are you here? There is a quicker way to make money. If all you are looking for in church is to get money, you are wasting your time. Because there is a quicker way to make money. But we don't follow Jesus for the things that the world can give us. We don't follow Jesus for bread and butter. We don't. If that is your aim in church, you will remain in a state of sinfulness for a long time. You will remain, you will dress like a church person, but you are actually an associate of the devil that comes to church because you have, you have fixed your eyes on money. You have fixed your eyes on marriage. You have fixed your eyes on car. You have fixed your eyes on the pleasures of the world. And because, you see, God has given us a will. So you can decide to do what you want to do and nobody can stop you. And that is why God wants to take over the wheel. But he will not do it by force. We have to hand over our wheel to God. So when Jesus was praying that let this car pass over me, he had to pray and pray three times and God did not allow it. Then Jesus said, not my will, but yours. That means at that point, Jesus submitted his will to the Lord. And most of us, Jesus is not driving our life. The only way we can be fruitful is when we stay connected to the vine and we pick nutrients from the vine. We are the branch. Jesus is the vine and the father is the wine, the vine dresser. So if the branch is not connected to the vine, why is it important for the branch to be connected to the vine? If it is connected to the vine, it will pick up nutrients. It will pick up water. It will pick up the things that are necessary for the branch to continue to be green and then it bears fruit. Most of us, we have a relationship with Jesus, but our intimacy, our intimacy is far in flaming waters, we are coming to say, Jesus, revive me again. Revive me again. There are mighty works of God, though. Dude, mighty works of God. We complain there are too many fake pastors, fake prophets. That's what you say. You don't believe the miracles you see. They are, they are staged. If we know the source of power and we have not gone for it and others are doing other things, we don't have the right to complain. We need to desire God. It's not just about a pastor laying hands on you. It's the power of God is not only for pastors. 
The life of purity is not only, oh, pastor, you, the Bible says you must be blameless. It is you, you are pastor. We, we are we. It is a path that the Bible says is the narrow way. It's a path that glorifies God, that brings out the glory in the Christian. You have to ask yourself, what is the difference between you and your colleague? Your Christian who has, your, your colleague who is not a Christian, and you that is a Christian. The difference is the bearing of fruits, called the fruit of the Spirit, in Galatians chapter 5, 20 going. No unbeliever can bear the fruit of the Spirit. It takes believers who have a relationship, an intimacy relationship with the look. When I say relationship, there are people, there are church members here who have not come to church for one year, and there are members here who come to church only crossover and first Sunday, but they have a relationship with the church wherever they go. Oh, where do you go? I see Jesus Temple. But the relationship, is it the kind of relationship you want? As a wife, you know you have a, a husband. He visits you only 31st. And Thursday night, after that, you don't. Is that the kind of relationship we want? That's not what Jesus wants for us. That's not what God wants for us. So the Bible said that, don't you know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? It means that Jesus wants us so close to him that God deposited the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit is not in heaven. The Holy Spirit resides in the believer. Why? Because God wants to remain in intimacy with us. And that is why we say, revive us again. You know. You know when, from whence thou hast fallen. You know that you can't even pray again. When you are praying, five minutes you are tired. Twenty minutes you are tired. Reading the Bible is like a secondary matter. You, you, it's a long time you personally open your Bible. You know. You know. Even the year is only, how many days? Sixteen days. Or seventeen, sixteen days. Or seventeen days. Because I signed results, fifteen on Friday, you can't say 16, it should be 17 or oh. 17. 17 days. And we, we, we are forgotten our New Year's resolution. And most of them do not bring out the glory of God, but it's for us to brag. Go check your, your New Year resolution, whether any of them will bring glory to God. So somewhere, somehow, our own goals drive us away from God's presence. Somewhere, somehow. So until Jesus is put in the center. I know the message is not nice. So I'm not expecting claps. It's okay. Until we put Jesus in the center of our lives. Until Jesus takes over what we say. What we think about. Where we go. The decisions we take. The choices we make. We are far away from Jesus. Though we are his. It's not just about being born again. Is about becoming a believer. So the psalmist in Psalm 85 verses, he said, would you not revive us again? God, can't you see that your people, <laughs> we are your people and the sheep of your pasture. You give us pasture, we don't take. We don't take the green one. We are still chewing the old one. Can't you see that your people are perishing? 
won't you revive us again? I don't know about you. But you see, in life as a believer, you must be revived several times. You must be revived several times. That is why you drink water, not once a day. You keep drinking because some way, somehow, as you move in life, as you move in the day and you are active in the day, you begin to test again. The same way in the realms of the spirit, our soul, our spirit, as we move through the trials of life, the difficulties of COVID-19, the loss of relatives and the loss of resources and the loss of jobs if you don't take care you will forget your God but the Bible said acquaint thou thyself with the Lord acquaint yourself get close to God know your God it takes a revived life it takes a, it takes a continuous revival of the word of the Lord. So the Bible says, Would thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Verse 7. Let's go. Show us thy mercy. Show us thy mercy. Show us your mercy. In your judgment, remember mercy. In judging the alcoholics in this community, oh God, remember your mercy. In judging the prostitutes, oh God, remember your mercy. Because if the mercy of God had not located some of us, we wouldn't be here today. It takes the mercy of God. Revival drives on the strength of the mercy of God. Because look, if the Bible says revive us again, it means that the revival is happening again. It has happened before. You can never, never be a perfect Christian until the day you give up your ghost. Listen to me. No matter how you see somebody to be spiritual, there is something about him that he knows that God must work on him. So you can be sitting here wearing nice shoes, wearing nice dress, Speaking graduates, speaking heavy tongues, but you cannot deceive God with those tongues. He gave it to you, a bit of it. He knows you. And yet he says, I love you. I want to use you, but you got to get close to me. And let me work on you because the destiny ahead of you, if you carry this rubbish with you, it will destroy you. God wants to work on us. A Christian can be a fornicator, a womanizer, graduate, graduate with PhD, but he can speak in tongues. But it is not a life that you yourself, eh? You are happy with. That is why you must not be listening to those kind of grace messages that empowers you and let you feel that no matter who I am, God likes me. Any child that is raised like that, or say, we know your father is this man. We know your mother is this one. Whether you are good or bad, that is your mother. But which option do you think your mother wants you to become? There is 
a life of the believer. And you see, we are all not there yet. But we need to desire it. Unfortunately, we don't desire. All of us here, I can predict. If I put one million dollars and then a house in Chicago and then a mantle I brought for my chair, very dead. I say, which one will you choose? Roland, be honest. Eh? The Chicago house. It's not that thing, that thing. By Elijah. Elijah did not ask for the houses of Elijah. He didn't even ask for the chariot that came to take Elijah. Because if he had asked for the chariot, it would have been given to him. It would have been given to him. He said, ask anything. Do you know what, do you know what it means for you to ride in Elijah's chariot? But you see, Elijah knew that there would be a better version of that chariot if he picked up the mantle. I don't know about you, but don't you get frustrated when you say things and they don't come to pass. Don't you get frustrated. That is what came on the psalmist. When he reads what God did with his fathers, he realized that Christianity today is not like yesterday. We are not saying that God is not moving. But you see, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can use anything. We can stage life was not there in the days of Jesus. But Jesus didn't change. So the same Jesus in the days where there was no stage light, in the days where there was no air condition, in the days where there were no this kind of instrument, that same Jesus is with us. What is the difference? We are far away. And this year, Dr. Tabor said we are bearing fruit. You cannot bear fruit when your relationship with Christ is far. When our heart is hard. When we don't care. Do you know when your heart is hard? When you don't care about the sinner. Listen to me. When you don't care about the sinner. When you don't care about church. When you don't care about the kingdom. When you don't care about your righteousness. When you don't care about your conscience. When you don't care about your purity. When you don't care about your covenant responsibilities. When you don't care about that higher life. That higher life. Give me the message version of verse 6. We are about to pray. Kadosha. He said, why not help us? Reviver is a divine help. Because to stay in the state of deadness is dangerous. To stay in the state of deadness in a wrestling match. When you go down, the referee starts counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. On the tenth, if you are still on the floor, the game is over. And if your opponent is on you, it's three count. So some of us, our falling is more dangerous than others. That is why if you come to God, 
deal with God personally because somebody may be down without an opponent on the person. We need to get closer to God and it takes a revival. Until there's revival, there will not be fruitfulness. He said that you will give us a fresh start. 2021, this is why Flaming Notice is here. That God will give us a fresh start in the realms of the spirit. You can, I want you all to become big men. Lawyers, doctors, engineers, architects, business gurus, masters, holders, PhD. I want you, I told you, the, if you go here, your, 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 your lyrics become sharp like hill songs. You will not sing that, that, that song, you know, that, that, that man on Facebook. What was the song? No, Tunyumbi, which one? Eh? Is there right or a word? No, no, and light. Is the number on the purple? Hey, by force. If you can't sing English, sing your chi. God understands. Sing your gun. Is the number on the moon? You know, but if you go to school, you gain authority over lyrics. But lyrics does not bring the presence of God. It doesn't bring the presence of God. Any secular artist can sing a worship song and you will feel goose pimples. It's not the presence of It's the sharpness of the voice which hits a chord in your soul because the soul of a man has been made to flow with music. So you feel the goose pimples and you think it's the anointing. It's not. It's emotional. I said, I was watching Michael Jackson last week. I just felt like watching him and was ministering on stage, eh? singing on stage. Hey, I felt it. Ooh, the guy has voice. The guy has stagecraft. So is this stagecraft you want? To put the crowd to a side. People wanted the people were crying. Are they beating these people? Then he pointed at one girl. Speed be or they buy and all. Hugged the girl. They were all broken. Tears. When they were taking the girl away, it is like they are taking her to hell. That is trained. But you see, God must come to church again. Yeah. The entertainment, you know, is too much. The fun. It's too much. People come to church and they go back and they seem to be the same. The only difference that they are in church is that they don't want to be Muslims. Say, I have a friend Muslim. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. But God is looking for you. I don't know who I'm talking to. But God is looking for you. God has an assignment for you, but he need to, you need to draw close to him. Then he pulls you closer. It is a life. It's a price you must pay. Else forget greatness. You can't, you see, those who are even going to school now, they are paying a price. 
Ask them. You have to go to work, come, stay awake, and do this and do that, pay this, pay this, running your family, running your marriage, running your life, being in church. It's a sacrifice. The life of the spirit, the life of revival, if we don't desire for the lost to be saved, there's all the money we are getting, all the fame we are getting, they are useless before God. God is not impressed when you are rich. God has gold. What he's impressed with is when you are rich and famous and powerful and you use that resource, that influence, that gateway to pull in more souls into the kingdom. He said, this is a righteous man. This is a steward of God's rich inheritance. But you will never think that way if your mind is not set on eternity. If your mind is not set on the, the, the fact that one day you will die. That's what people don't want to hear. One day. Yeah. We will exit. And when you exit, your car, you can't carry it. Your house, we will determine the dress you wear. We, we will determine. Yeah, and say we shoot. 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 You go and give it to orphanage. That shoe that you felt like a church member stood on, stepped on it. No, hey, do you know where the shoe is coming from? Then find shell. Then we go to my orphanage. Then But I pray that our minds. That's why the Bible says, "Godliness with contentment is great gain." Our minds, our minds. It looks like everybody is desiring to become a pop star now. It's my biggest worry for the youth. It's, it looks like everybody wants to become a, 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 a celebrity or the so called celebrity. Celebrity of who? Of who? Some of you are rehearsing. Very soon you switch. They say, when I was in church, I was in the choir. Nobody hailed me. Such useless words. Nobody hailed Who should hail you? Who should hail you? Have you hailed me? Do I care? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not your servant. I'm pleasing the Father. Hey, they didn't hail me. So I've gone to sing the world and now they are talking. Hey! Be there. But one day, you will give account. There is somebody that if you don't save, if you don't live the Christian life and barefoot, you can say you're a Christian. You can say you're a mango tree. But if I come and I see tomatoes or oranges on it, no matter what you say, you're a liar because I'm seeing oranges, not mango. And this is the difference between a believer and an unbeliever. The fruits of the Spirit. You cannot bear the fruit of the Spirit without a relationship with the Holy Ghost. We are going to pray for 15 to 20 minutes. I want you to pray to God and talk to Him. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. Thank Him for this word. Thank him for this word. 
Begin to pray. We are going to pray. Lift your voice and pray. I want you to engage God wherever you are. You may kneel down. You may come to the altar and just talk to God. Just speak the language of the Holy Ghost if you can. And begin to pray. Pray in the next two minutes. Just pray the language of the Holy Ghost. If you don't speak in tongues, just talk to God. Thank Him for the Word. Thank Him for where you are with Him. Thank Him for the level you are with Him. Just lift your voice and pray. It's between you and your God at this moment. Oh, if you're a young man and a young woman, you want to pray to God under the year 30 years, below 40 years, below 25 years, you don't need to waste that life. You don't need to go the way of the world. You don't need to be a celebrity. All you need to do is to avail yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, here am I. Here am I. Prune me. Prune me. Work on me. Set me apart from this addiction. Set me apart from this sin and iniquity that easily beset me. Set me apart from the love of the world. It's possible. You must not seek Yantabahayas in the I don't want to be a lawyer who is a womanizer. I don't want to be a doctor who is a womanizer. I don't want to be a Christian lawyer who is a drunkard, who is a homosexual. I want to be a Christian lawyer who loves the Lord, who is like a Cornelius, who is like a Peter, who is like a Simon, who help Jesus to carry the cross. I want to be like a doctor, like Dr. Luke, who was a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. You are praying on three things. Psalm 51 verse 10. Psalm 51 verse 10. He said, God, make a fresh start in me. Set a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. KJV. He said, create in me a clean heart. You have to be honest at this point. You cannot preach to God. You cannot give God a sermon. 
It's not now that you're going to pocket and talk to God. You know, get me saved, get me clean, clean me up, clean me up. No. You got, and David had gone to commit adultery. And God caused the child to die in the wife's womb. And he knew he has sinned. He knew he has disappointed grace. But he knew the same grace that he had disappointed can be restored. And he went to God and said, Create in me a clean heart. I have a dirty heart. I don't know about you. But we are going before God. That God create in me a clean heart. And renew a steadfast spirit in me. Lift your voice and pray for five minutes. Go before the Lord. In the hour of revival, one of the spirit that dominates is the spirit of holiness and purity and righteousness. Go before the Lord. He is able to cleanse us and to forgive us. He is able. Let's go before him.
with the oil of gladness above thy peers. Oh Lord, make me a lover of holiness, a lover of righteousness, a lover of purity. Yeah, I brag no more about my sins. I brag no more about my weakness. I brag no more. Oh, I place my strength in the grace of the Lord that is able to make me into the image of the Lord. I place myself in the strength of the grace of God that is able to transform me. I place myself in the glory of the grace of God that is able to change me. Let the sin that easily beset us be done away with this morning in the mighty number house. Conviction of the Holy Ghost. May the Lord convict. You now want to change the prayer and pray for the sinners in the community. The Lord, the Lord convict. Let the convicting power of the Holy Ghost be released into the community. Conviction of sin. Let the Holy Ghost convict the drug addict. The drug addict. Let the Holy Ghost convict the prostitute. Let the Holy Ghost convict the wayward son, that wayward daughter, that wayward wife, that wayward husband, that wayward father, that wayward mother, that man so We send forth the conviction power into homes. Somebody pray one minute more on this subject. You are praying the Holy Ghost to visit every home with the convicting power of the gospel of Jesus in this community. Raise evangelists, raise laborers to invade house to house, house to house evangelism. Let the conviction of the Holy Ghost be on the streets, be in shops, be in houses, in the name of Jesus. We are still praying. The Bible said there is something called the outpour of the Spirit. The outpour. The outpour of the Spirit. The outpour. The outpour. We 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 want to desire the Holy Ghost. That from today through to flaming altars, let there be an outpour of the Spirit of God upon his church and his people. Let the Holy Ghost pour himself on us. Lift your voice and go before the Lord. The Lord, pour yourself, pour the Spirit of God. Pour, let there be an outpour of the Spirit. Let there be an outpour of the Spirit. Lift your voice and lift your two hands and talk to God. The Lord, let there be an outpour. 
of the Spirit of God. Oh, Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Pour your spirit, pray with intensity. Pray with intensity. Let there be an outpour. Oh Lord, pour out of your spirit. Pour out of your spirit. Pour out of your spirit. Pour upon my life. Pour upon all of us. Pour upon the church. Pour upon the churches in this community. Let there be a reign of the spirit and it shall come to pass uh, afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Oh Lord, pour out your spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters, they shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall have visions. Oh God, pour your spirit 29. Pour your spirit, Madusadabahaya, and also upon your servant and upon your handmaids. In those days, will I pour out my spirit? Pour your spirit upon your pastors. Pour your spirit upon your church workers pour your spirit upon your ministers upon your choristers upon your horses somebody pray let it be a prayer unto the lord pour your spirit let there be an outpour of your spirit Close your eyes and pray. Let it be an earnest prayer. Travail, push the prayer. Let it be a burden. Zelemayanda. Oh, pour out your spirit. Let there be the manifestation of spiritual giftings, manifestations of charismata. We yearn for your outpour. Visit us again, Lord. We don't need a shoe. We don't need a house. We don't need money. Lord, pour out your spirit upon us again. Rabanda Mahandola Hayas. And the Lord Sandaha. Intala Mahayasa. Epelegutayas. Ayadima Kodabes. Ayadona Mahaya. Pour your spirit upon us, Lord. Oh, 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 another touch, Lord. Spirit of God, in the Lebezemelemi and the Baha, 
Our last but one prayer. One of the marks of revival is obedience to the word of the Lord. Is obedience to the Lord. You know how you are battling to obey the Lord in this season. I know. You know. But in a revival, obeying God becomes a delight. Obeying God becomes the norm. Obeying God and following his word. It takes a move of the spirit. Acts chapter 6 verse 7. The Bible said, and the word of God increased in the revival. When there is revival, the word of the Lord will increase. And when the word of the Lord increased, the number of the disciples. Look, we are struggling to win souls. We are struggling to convince people to give their life to Christ. Because there is no revival. You go and they argue with you. You go and they challenge you and you yourself, you don't know what to say. But you see, in the move of the Spirit, there is gathering. There, there is an assembly. The Bible says, and the number of the disciples multiplied. The church growth, church growth is a movement of the Holy Ghost. And I see that revival coming to, to this church. I see that revival coming into every church in this community. I see that revival coming. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem. They will multiply in Sakumano. Yeah, they will multiply. And the last part is where my, my interest is. And a great company of the priests. If pastors, if pastors, it means that they were not obeying God's word. It means that they didn't have premium on God's word. If pastors were struggling to obey God's word, how much more you? But when the revival came, the pastors, they were not afraid to preach the word. They were not afraid to look at people and say, stop sinning. They were not afraid to say that if you don't give your life to Christ, you go to hell. They were not afraid to preach what God gave to them. The Bible said, and the great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. We are going to pray that God baptize me. Talk for yourself. Pray for yourself that God baptize me with the spirit of obedience to your word and to the faith. Lift your voice. You can kneel down. You can lie down and talk to God because every blessing of God is in our obedience to his word. Pray that Lord in the next five minutes baptize me with the spirit of obedience. Lift your voice. Baptize your church. Baptize your church with the spirit of obedience. Somebody pray. Pray, pray, pray. Leva, 
obedience in Talabalababa to your word, oh Lord, Mandolabosa in the Lababa, Rabababa, Rabababa, in the Mandolima under Antina Mandolima, Antolobosandana, and Telebekapaya. Baptize me, Lord, with the spirit of obedience in the Namosande. We will hold your word in high esteem, Lord. And sermon upon sermon, preaching upon preaching. Where to go upon where to go. We will hold on to your word. We will obey your word. A new generation of youth, a new generation of young men, a new generation of young women. Break our hearts with the things that break your heart. Give us a heart of flesh and take away hardened hearts. Take away stubborn hearts. Give us a heart of flesh, a heart that will obey. In the name of Jesus. The last prayer. One of the signs of revival is that we go after the lost. We go after the lost. We are too selfish. We have become too selfish. Me, myself, and I. Me, my family. Me, my wife. Me, my husband. Me, my marriage. Me, my child. Me, my traveling. Me, my job. It is good. But you see, the Bible said that seek ye first. Matthew 6, 33. It is my scripture for life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Don't just walk in the kingdom. Know what you are seeking. Don't just be in church. Go, come, go, come, go, come. Go, come, go, come. You and somebody will say the same prayer. But God will give somebody attention and leave you. This is the secret. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things Abigail all other things all other things let them change the other things but you seek first the interest of the kingdom all other things
will be added. Marriage, you get a good marriage. Children, they will come. Houses, you will not even know which one to live in. You see, it is better to be a serious Christian than to be a casual Christian. It's, it's better. You don't need to sound like an unbeliever before you win their life. You don't need to talk like them. And you learn all the words, they easily come out of your mouth. The F word is normal. Believer. Believer. When we are talking, you say grace has saved. Believer. Believer. No. Don't be, don't be happy with missing the mark. Acknowledge it. And now you seek God to give you the grace. We are going to pray that Lord give me a heart for the lost. Give me a heart for that sinner, that fetish, that arm robber. Give me the heart for that the boys in my area, the girls in my area, the watch seller, the cocoa seller. You don't need to, you don't need to look for rich people to win their soul. Even the Bible said that it is difficult for them to go to heaven. Even the Bible said, and you want to easily change them. It's easy to win a poor man. Because But some of us have target rich men. And you are almost resigning from the ministry. A soul is a soul. And it's precious to God. Somebody can come in poor. But God can raise him great. We are going to pray. That God give me a heart for the lost. Give me a heart for the poor. Give me the heart for the needy. Give me a heart for the sick. Give me a heart for people who have missed their mark in the world. Three minutes. Lift your two hands and pray to God. Pray to God. Let it be a burden that Lord, by the end of this year, let me win a soul. Let me disciple a soul. Let me be an example to someone. Oh, to know the Lord. Just talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. He will give grace. He will give grace. He will release the spirit to seek after the lost. To seek after the lost. To seek after the lost. We don't need to organize evangelism before you go and win a soul. We don't need to organize a crusade before you go and win a soul. Let it become part of you. Have it an agenda. Pray that Lord give me a burden. Give me a burden. We will go after the lost. We will send us, Lord. We will avail ourselves as Peter availed his boat. We will avail our lives. Use us for your glory. We will serve the church. We will serve the kingdom. We will empty hell and populate heaven. Oh. Our contributions will be felt. Our faithfulness to the cause of Christ will be felt. With or without money, with or without wealth, we will let our contribution be felt in the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ. As I said, one of the goals I've given to every member of this church this year is that go and win a soul. Plant the person in church here. 
don't go and win their soul and leave them. Oh, I went to lead that person to Christ. No. You don't go to labor world and push out the child and leave the child there and go home. You carry the child alongside to go and nurture, feed, protect for the child to grow. So go and win a soul. Go and win a soul. Have, look, they will go to hell without Jesus. Period. Anybody that dies without Christ, you go to, that is it. That's what the Bible said. They will go to hell. They will suffer for life. You know how many of our relatives that are there? I always keep praying that oh, my father should not be there. Because that pain is unquenchable. Worms that don't die will eat them up continuously. It's not like when you become used to the fire. The thing is intense. They, when Jesus, anybody that has gone to hell and come, eh, they hear the cry there. Eh? I pray that you have an encounter with an angel that will take you to hell and take you to heaven and you come back. You understand what I'm talking about? I have gone to heaven and come. It's a nice place. But I personally told God that I believe there's hell, so I don't want to. Just in case you're quiet and the angel. Uh, the, you know, angels can backslide. <laughs> you know, angels can backslide. You don't know. Ah, one third of them follow the devil. So when the angel gets there and he goes to backslide and he leaves me there, Chai. So as for hell, I told, I know that he's there. <laughs> yeah, angels came down and saw beautiful women and they began sleeping with them. So as for angels, eh, that's why you shouldn't desire to see angels. Some of you used to intimidate that pastor was there, no, and I saw an angel, and so what? Doesn't make sense. Do you understand me? Don't use your angelic ministry to intimidate us. I want to see Jesus. Are you here with me? I want to see Jesus. So this year, go win a soul, plant them in the church, and disciple them. Give the Lord a clap offering somewhere.